Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Five Tool Podcast. I'm Dustin McComas, joined once again, as always, by Drew Bishop. This is episode 128, and it is the first episode that is officially powered by our friends at Hitforth. Hitforth, the high-tech development center that produces pound for pound the most powerful and complete hitters in the state located here in my home city of Austin, Texas, and Drew's home away from home, per se. He's kind of the mayor around these parts. But uh, Drew, how are you doing? You can see I'm I'm rocking my hit fourth hat. Got some gear. We know that yeah. um, there are two things that get to our hearts and win us over food and gear so food and gear. I, I, i've got the <laughs> I've, I've got the gear on uh my hit fourth hat and uh yeah uh we'll talk about here in a couple minutes but I actually went over there to, and see the guys and check back in on things it's been a couple years since i've been over there but but first off how are you doing i feel like i haven't talked to you in a long time like we traded off weekends of being in arizona and then I did what you did prior, probably a few weeks earlier, and made the mistake of flying my kids out to another state to do what, air quotes, vacation? Yeah. No, there's no such thing with a one-year-old and a three-year-old. But but how are you doing? How are things going? It is now October, and uh, it kind of it's actually the first day in Austin where it's actually felt like fall because it rained and it's cooler outside. Yeah, um, we lost power a few times last night. Um, really annoying. If you're gonna lose power, you might want to wait until after after bedtime. Um, but yeah, no, things are good. We've got uh, we've got soccer on the weekends around our tournaments and our events, and uh, you know, getting back in the swing of things after being in Arizona last week. It was uh, we had fun out there. Obviously, we'll talk about that and our teams. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot. Football teams are doing well. Um, so pretty happy about that, you know, makes the, the weekend angst a little easier. Um, you know, when, when both of your teams win on a given weekend, um, which they have all but once, um, you know, just things are better in life. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It does make the weeks go by a little, <laughs> little qu- quicker, better, you know, you kind of get two things to look forward to on the weekend, as opposed to maybe just one of two, which is, which is the case for me. I will say I am extremely glad I did not go to Houston <laughs> to the Texans Steelers game. Yes. That oh, a waste like of my- time and money. Oh, I would have been so absolutely pissed if I were to go down there. And because like my wife was like, you know, I kind of like my birthday's coming. I was like, yeah, you could kind of do that. It's like your birthday deal. And I was like, man, this was like a long time ago. I was like, man, like with the amount of travel we've done recently. And I was like, I just don't like we'd have to drop the kids off somewhere. That'd be tough on them. Like, I just don't like I'm just whatever. Thank God I did not go all the way down there. That would have been an absolute disaster. But uh, I did this week go to Hitforth uh, about 20 minutes from my house in Austin, just south of the river. If you're going down I-35 South and the William Cannon South Congress area there, great facility. Uh, I was joking with Lowell when I got there, Lowell Galindo. 
um, who I guess is he's like the co I think he's like co-owner or I mean, he's he's kind of the the genesis behind the idea of hit forth and, and going out and, and hiring a great team and in the product and stuff like that. I was joking with him. I was like, the last time I was here, I was on my phone trying to figure out if Texas had hired Chris Beard or not. Uh, which seems like a lifetime ago, but um, we caught up and I just wanted to go and, and check it out again and, and, and just, you know, kind of get immersed in, in what they're about and how things are changed. And I, I was blown away. Um, I, I knew like you and I wouldn't agree to like have, you know, somebody power sponsor the podcast if we didn't truly believe in the product and the people and, and all that sort of thing. So it was, it was a perfect match. Um, but I, I just was blown away. I mean, it is at its core, their goal is to develop pound for pound, the strongest and best hitters that they can. And to me, what's a difference maker about them is it's a total person development. It's a, it's not just about the swing. Um, or hitting or whatever there is a very very distinct uh strength and conditioning component to this as well um andrew chapel who's worked in professional baseball um milb recognized him as the double a south strength coach of the year uh, so this is a guy with some major chops and background in strength and conditioning and just you know talking with him and seeing their their facility there and, and what they're about um, you probably know this because you, you work in pre- University of Texas for a long, long time. But um, I didn't realize that like people track not just how much weight you're moving, but how fast you're moving the weight. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's the kind of thing that I, I didn't even really think about. Like, I'm sure that's lost on a lot of people at the high school level and probably even the college level as well. So they're in there, they're tracking everything and it's all scaled to the age group. You know, you're not going to get 11 year olds in there just lifting heavy weight on deadlifts and things like that. It's, it's all personalized. It's all individualized, but they're tracking progress in your vertical jump and you know, how much, how much weight you're lifting, but how, how fast are you moving the bar? How fast are your movements is all that explosive stuff improving. Cause that's ultimately what it's about is, how strong can you be, how profound, and how fast can you move? Uh, so it's a fantastic setup from the strength and conditioning side. They're tracking all that stuff. Um, they've got the tech. I mean, you can go to hitforth.com and, and check all this out. But, you know, hit tracks and, you know, I mean, hit tracks can get super in-depth. Like, like what's you, how well are you hitting the ball in this zone, in this zone, in this zone? And everything begins with a, with a three-hour assessment. You get your strength and conditioning assessment. You get your hitting assessment. Um, and then they come up with a personalized plan of how to get you improving quickly. And then they kind of hit their target areas and, and go through and, and fine tune some things. But um, I, I know you and I, one of our gripes with a lot of products that that we kind of come in contact with, with is what? Like, can you come home with something that's going to help you out? Right. I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a big thing you know that we've run into a lot like there's there's a lot out there on the market that are good products um that that do a lot of really or provide a lot of really cool information um but if you don't have any back-end output mm-hmm. you know some of it just goes away it gets lost pretty quickly you know it's cool you go do something great 
okay, now what do I do with this information? Um, and obviously in the game of baseball, the information is reigning supreme um, right now. And, you know, I think the the important part of a lot of the information that's out there now is it helps you understand why or what, like you said. Um, you know, I think it's it's really important, obviously, you know, just talking about baseball analytics is, you know, now people can start to quantify why is this 93 mile an hour fastball different than that one. Mm-hmm. And that kind of data is, is a lot the same that you're talking about with the workout stuff. I know we did a lot of technology based stuff um, at Texas when it came to strength and conditioning and, you know, the conditioning side too, you know, with the catapult systems and mm-hmm. uh, other things like that, it, it just helps you um, be a, 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 a I mean, more educated coach right you know as far as strength coaches and and hitting coaches pitching coaches go um if you understand it and i think that's the key with you know everything we've seen from the hit for staff is that they do and yeah. you know uh weight lifting in baseball is tricky um because it's a different type of lifting uh than just a basic general fitness or you know like a lot of kids in texas play football and so the majority for a lot of kids for a long time of weightlifting had more of a football background or football mm-hmm. component. And, um, you know, and so that, you know, that can cause some real issues, especially on the pitching side. Yeah. Um, and, and having somebody that understands, you know, the difference in what kind of workouts a catcher should be doing versus a middle infielder versus a starter versus a reliever on the mound, um, is, is crucial. Um, and that can, be a make or break for your health and and for your career ultimately. Um, And, you know, we're excited to be working with Lowell and and his whole staff. I'm excited over the next couple of months to really be digging in and getting some of these guys on the podcast to explain explain what they do. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, I, I, I vividly remember quite a bit when I was, when I was at Texas, I would get asked a lot um, pretty often, you know, Hey, you know, my younger families and kids in, in the Austin area, Hey, who, who should I do lessons with, whether it's pitching or hitting or whatever. Um, and there, there wasn't a, there wasn't a great answer a lot of the time, you know, just because of location or, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that there's not people that do it, but they're not commonly known, you know, which mm-hmm. is, it, which is very different from the Houston and, and Dallas areas. Yeah. Um, and there, there aren't any, you know, there weren't many, obvious facilities to direct people to or 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 pitching coaches you know i mean there may be there's some guys down in dripping springs you know but if you're up in north austin like Mm -hmm. that's not really an option week every week you know and so um that's another thing that i like about hipworth um it gives people an answer when you say hey where should i go for this yeah um and and this that's been sorely lacking and and needed in the austin sorely yeah it's um so yeah, again, really excited to work with Lowell and his crew. Uh, excited to have them on the podcast just to talk about what they do, um, who they are, and what their backgrounds are. Because I think you know that this will provide a great option for people in the Austin area to to really take control of their development. Yeah, and you know, especially at a time time of the year that's coming up pretty soon mm-hmm. um, with it going into the off season after fall ball. So uh, 
excited for that. Excited to, you know, I, I'm excited. Need to talk to Lowell about getting that gear sent up here. Too, yeah. So <laughs> you should see my face. Guy. You should see my face light up when um um uh Kevin and Wade were like, "Hey man, make sure you grab some gear." I was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> take some gear? A limit? Like yeah." Yeah. And like, yeah, man, like if we don't have your size, we got some in the back. And uh, but like those I was there for a couple hours just picking these guys brain. I, I can't wait to bring them on and, and just talk through some stuff. But um, I mentioned the tech element hit tracks. I mean, they're tracking the, the biomechanical side of the K vest. They're doing the blast. You know, we know how critical bat speed is right now. Um, tracking yeah. that's that sort of stuff with blast and like it's instant feedback statistics video like when a guy has a session the profile gets the video the stats it's all instant um i mean these guys again this is their full-time job so they go into the office in the morning and they're planning okay you know we know we got these guys coming in today you know hey maybe you take this guy today because you're better with this part of instruction and you take this guy and uh, he kind of needs to switch up voices maybe you work with this guy today it's all individualized um, it's tremendous feedback. I mean, you can log on these profiles. They're on the drive line. I think the track system, and it's like, here are all your, we've personalized this for you. This is what you can work on with this drill or this drill or this weightlifting thing. It's got the video examples for everything. Uh, it's tremendous. Uh, so go to hitforth.com. Um, and they've got memberships. You can get a membership, two different types of memberships, or you can just go in for an assessment just to get a three hour assessment for them to give you some instant feedback about where you can improve uh, maybe where some, some weak areas and things like that. But um, there is not a better place in central Texas uh, to go work on your craft and get better as a hitter. And even just as a baseball athlete, um, and these guys are hit for. So we're super fired up uh, to be working with them. And uh, I told them, I was like, if I get in a little bit better shape, we might have to send me through an assessment and see what, see what kind of feedback the system spits out about this uh, yeah. soon to be 38 year old. Yeah, I, I would love to see you go through an assessment. See, wouldn't that be kind of like for the content? Entertaining. Scene, wouldn't that be entertaining? entertaining? Like, you we know, can do some sort of competition with it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, see, you sure you, you want know, and they've, got, they've got the eye pitch thing. And like, I don't know if you've probably seen these, but they can go on Savant and get the stat cast data for a pitch and in, input it. So it's like, if you want to hit Spencer Strider's fastball for some insane reason, I don't know why you would. Like they can put that in, and the machines can start firing out Spencer Strider fastball. Well, it's just there's so a lot of fun. there's a lot of people that want to hit Spencer Strider's fastball, but not necessarily that can. Yeah, right. Yeah, the 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 amount of people that can, uh, very 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 small amount. So uh, again, go to hitforth.com and check all that out. And we're really fired up to be working with them. Um, we we're also really fired up for one of our favorite yearly traditions, which was going out to Arizona uh, for the Arizona Fall Classic, which also for the first year was powered by Five Tool, uh, our partnership with those guys out of the Arizona Fall Classic. And um, I love it. It's a great event. It's the spring training facilities, the competition, um, the tacos. It's just it's a fun little little four days to go out there. So you went up with the senior group. Um, yeah. I went up with the junior group and we're going to go through and kind of highlight our guys and, and talk about the players and the rosters and performance and stuff like that. But, uh, do you want to lead us off with the seniors since that was, this was, yeah. what was it last fresh on my mind? Yeah. yeah fresh off weekend. your mind. So let's yeah. fire away with the old guys. 
Yeah. Uh, well, a couple of things, you know, just as reminders for, or, you know, for people that aren't familiar with the event itself, the, the Arizona Fall Classic, um, it's been going on for several years. Uh, one of the things that I really like about it um, and something that, I, you know, I, I, I'd like to do it for some of our specific events if possible, but the format is a little bit different. Um, so you don't play normal innings. Uh, you play five uh, batters in inning, or you have five batters in inning, whether you're offense or, or defense. Um, and, you know, it's, it's very relaxed. Um, I always talk to the coach, of the other team before the game and said, Hey, can we play everything as if there's no outs um, just to create traffic on the basis? Because the mm -hmm. big thing for me is like, this is a scouting event. This is an event to be seen. Um, and anything that creates action or lets guys show off their, uh, what they can do, I think is a bonus. So, um, you know, I, I make sure our guys know that if they think they can run at all run, yes. you know, if you get on base steal, um, you know, because that's good for you, that's good for the catcher. Um, you know, it, it just, it gives evaluators a lot more information over the course of a game or, or a weekend, if they're watching it in this style and there's no pressure to being out, you know, and you get, you know, it's just, I, it was funny because, um, I will admit we did lose our first game. Um, oh no! Yeah, it Whoa. took me three took me three years, but we did. Uh, we did. We did. Even though who we're did, not who did, score, who did even though, lose to like did somebody bring in like the twenty seven Yankees or like uh, uh, it was a GBG team out of Utah that really was was really good. Had some good arms and swung it. But the ironic thing is, is that that was probably the best offensive game. Uh, that we had all weekend and maybe ever in a single game for one of our teams as far as like extra base hits but we were just getting thrown out on the bases left and right like they took they <laughs> took my uh my my tips to an extreme um I mean it was like double got thrown out third double got thrown out third uh double got st caught stealing third you know and so, but it was good. Like I, it was everything that I told the guys to do. Um, and I was really impressed with the way we swung the bat in that game, but it is, it's just a different type of event, which I think mm -hmm. is refreshing, you know, cause it's different. Yes. Um, yeah. and from a planning standpoint, it's great because it allows you to set your lineups. You can have guys in and out. Like we had a guy that left early on Sunday because of a flight. So I batted him first for three innings and then he left and, just allows for some flexibility. And in the past we've had it where we knew a coach was there to see a specific kid. So we had him bat every inning. Um, but just a, just a cool setup, great event, a lot of talent fields are nice, obviously. Um, and the weather was nice this time. It was a little bit hot on Friday, but Saturday and Sunday were nice. Um, but getting to some of our guys um, had some really standout performances. Uh, Austin Gathright was uh, four for 12 on the weekend, had a double and a triple. I thought really swung the bat, hit some balls hard. Um, and I, I was aided by um, one of my uh, former coworkers at Texas, Tom Soteris, who's now a double A hitting coach with the Rockies, yeah. who lives in, lives in the Phoenix area and he's a baseball rat. And so he just wanted to come hang out. And so I actually have better notes and better scorekeeping on our guys um, than I have in the past, which is nice. So um, he marked our whole little score sheet. Like he would mark what they did. And then he'd have a little code for hard hit ball. 
And there's a lot of HHs scattered all throughout the sheet. I believe it. Um, which, which is really helpful to me and kind of tells a, can tell a different story than what your actual results were. But uh, I was very impressed with Austin. He played middle infield and center field for me. Um, one of the one of the most impressive guys, and this guy we've talked about a lot, uh, Rainer Heinrich, uh, dude. Was, five, was five for 12. Um, and there's a lot of HHs by some of his outs, too. So he got robbed a couple of times. I mean, he hit some balls to the warning track, had some diving catches against him. Uh, but if he got on base, he ran too, mm-hmm. which is, you know, big for me. I mean, he can, he can really run. He played middle infield and played a little bit of outfield for me too, um, which was nice. Uh, but I mean, he's got a real chance to play um, at the D one level, I think. And, you know, that's some bloodlines in his family with dad that played at Texas sisters currently on the Texas volleyball team. Um, but really good player, really impressive showing for him. Uh, a re- Two, my next two guys are returnees, so they went with us on our junior team last year, mm-hmm. and I was ecstatic to get both of these guys back, both catchers. And these two dudes are like – they're leaders. They're great uh, – let's call it dugout guys. Uh, obviously, mm-hmm. we didn't have a locker room, but uh, imagine they're really good in the locker room. But uh, just really impressed with them on both sides of the ball, actually. Um, Luke Nohenik from Arlington Martin. Yeah. Um, had a really good week. He was four for 10, but he squared up. I felt like everything he saw this weekend, uh, really tough kid, uh, can play some third base as well. Uh, but he's a guy that's going to definitely get a chance to play at the next level for me. Um, Aiden Piercy had a really, really good week at the plate. He was five for 10 with three doubles and a triple. Um, and, and, Pretty much, let's see, five for ten, where one, two, three of his outs have HH written next to them. So just really swung the bat well, squared up everything. Uh, the, one of the funny parts, too, is um, the GBG team that we lost to um, was a team that he had played with recently. Uh, and so he knew all the other guys on the other team, and he upped his game like he was talking to them for the game. He gave us a pretty good scouting report on some of the pitchers. So that may be a one we why we swung the bat so well. But <laughs> that's what that catchers game, are supposed to do, though. That's that's yeah. being a good catcher. Well, he had a he had a double and a triple in the game and just one one to uh right center, one to left field. So just poking the ball, um poking the ball everywhere. Uh just awesome kid. He's fun, man. Never stops talking. Uh, just I love just it. I nicknamed him last year Mr. Red Bull because I just looked yeah. over and he's crushing a Red Bull uh, between games and just like that's that's the energy he plays with and it's infectious. Right. And that's like I said, guy you want to have in your program mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, moving down, Anthony Lara from Southlake, another returnee, five for eight on the week with also with three walks, had a double and a triple, steals bases, um, you know, and one of our post game things, you know, Tom's specialty is outfield. And so he was a big fan of Anthony's. Uh, one of the things he pointed out was, you know, even, even in a setting like this, uh, there was, you know, there was a play where the uh, ball got away and he was backing up or like, he was just always in the right spot. He attacked the ball hit to him, you know, and, and, and he was playing all three different outfield spots. Um, and, so that, I mean, stuff like that is something that, that is impressive to me because, you know, I, the thing I talk to these guys over and over about, you know, and that how many times have you heard us say it 
is is to give these coaches something to leave with if they mm-hmm. come to watch you, even if it's not a stat filling deal on the on the box score. Um, and Anthony took that to heart and had a great week. I'm really impressed with him. I think he's going to have a big year for Southlake this year. Um, another guy, you know, with them being our festival, another team that's in our festival was last year and will be this year. Uh, spoiler alert, I guess. Wolferth Friendship, um, middle infielder Brady Bowles, uh, just a really good defender. I I felt like he could easily handle playing second, third, short, uh, and he did. Uh, elite defender, uh, swung the bat well. Uh, I was impressed with him, runs well, got on base a lot, a lot of HHs and some of his outs, uh, but just took really good at bats. I mean, he's a guy that, like you said, if you need a, a versatile infielder that can run a little bit, um, I think that's that's a guy that you can definitely pinpoint uh, for if you're looking for that, if you're a college. Uh, but really impressed with him. Just a gamer, just a good baseball player, five, mm-hmm. plays for five-star and a, just a loaded team, and he plays all the time. So yeah. People um, rave about his makeup too. Like you yeah. ask people and like they'll, they're like, we, we will go to bat for this guy because of what kind of person he is in this program. No question. I mean, that that showed up time and time again for for us in just a short weekend event but uh another guy that i really like bryson bentley another arlington martin guy uh left-handed hitter left-handed pitcher outfield first base just a baseball player kind of kind of reminded me like a little bit of patrick mathis who you'll remember okay you know? yeah yeah like got the same hair got the same body type athletic got a really good feel for the game um not as much swing and miss as patrick had um evidenced by he had three walks on the week but was also four for eight um and pitched twice for me I mean he was just a guy that anything I asked him you know we had to we had an outfielder get sick um when we got there so he didn't end up playing so I had to move some guys around and Bryson was always you know hey put me wherever you need me I can do it he can play all three outfield spots plays first base at a really high level and then came in and pitched twice for me and uh in his Sunday outing it's that really good GBG team uh really pitched well I mean just one of the best outings for the entire weekend for us just two clean innings just bam 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 like it was mm-hmm. like in and out and uh just move the ball around change speeds uh just has a great feel for the game uh and I I was really impressed with him on the weekend um can really can really do a lot of different things uh, and obviously being left-handed on the mound, left-handed stick, good athlete, plays all the outfield spots. I mean, you know, that, that's a guy that's going to play at the next level for me. Um, Sam Stevens uh, was a guy uh, that actually swung the bat pretty well uh, for me, but he, you know, he's a little bit more known for his pitching prowess and he showed why uh, in his outing on Friday. Uh, but Sam is a guy that can really, really pitch plays for our, uh, our, you know, former former Longhorn Nick DeSantiago on the Texas Senators. And he's actually mm-hmm. – so this is one thing that a lot of people don't know, I think, that Sam could actually be a junior uh, age-wise. So he's he's in a grade higher um, than he needs to be, uh, or at least not necessarily needs to be, but, but could be lower if he wanted to. Um, and that's something that I think some people kind of overlook in a, the development stage is, you know, he's young, real young for his age, and he can really, really pitch. Uh, he plays on. A, he played on a 2025 group um, with the Texas Senators. That's absolutely loaded. Yeah. Absolutely loaded. I mean, tons and tons of Power Five commits. 
and Nick will swear up and down that this is the guy that they throw when they need to win a game. It's kind of like and Jack Brady, you know, like that's right. Very Great example. Great example. And and I was super impressed with him. He actually threw a little bit harder than than I was expecting, getting all the way up to eighty seven. But I mean, it is effortless. Mm-hmm. Uh, he changes speeds. He moves the ball around at will. Um, the guy can really, really pitch and looking at his body type, it's impossible to think that he doesn't have a jump coming mm-hmm. physically. Um, I mean, I, I'm guessing he's, let's see, what do we have him listed at? Six, three, one seventy five. So it's a nice ball of clay. Um, and he's not a project. He already knows how to pitch. So every bit of strength and velocity that he adds over the next couple of years is only going to make him better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was really, really impressed with him because he is a um, – you understand why Nick says that he's a guy that you throw when you have to win a game because, you know, he – like I said, he just he knows how to pitch. And the velo will come. Um, and like we talk about, these guys that have to figure out how to pitch and then the velo comes – a lot of times they end up being the best guys. In the Better that way than the other way around. Right, exactly. Um, a couple more guys offensively. Cannon Harden uh, from Arnett High School in Oklahoma was a guy that, um, you know, he, he. I think he was a guy that wasn't sure that he belonged out there at first. Um, and then over the course of the weekend, settled down and realized, hey, I can play at this level. And I thought that was good for him to see. Uh, but he started looking more and more comfortable in these at-bats as he went. And he plays at a really small school in Oklahoma. So that 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 understanding is something that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, he's got some skill. He's got a good swing. He's on the right track. Like, he'll get stronger. Um, he has a good feel for the game. He knows what he's doing. Um, and... I thought over the course of the weekend really began to see that he belonged out there, which is important in something like this, because some of these types of events can be overwhelming because there's a lot going on. You know, there's coaches in the stands um, and there's a lot of good players. And for somebody like him to go to an event like this, I think is was really good for him to see that he belongs at at a spot where, you know, he can play at the next level. Mm -hmm. And so I was, I was very, but, Pleasantly, um, I, I felt good about him as as the event went on, just because I wanted him to believe in himself, and I think that he relaxed and and saw that he could do it. But versatile player, he pitched, he caught, he played third, he played first, um, and there's a lot of good baseball in front of Cannon. So I, I, I was happy for him. I thought in the end he showed well um, over the course of the weekend. So that was good for him. Another, another, uh, guy from not from Texas, Cooper Tannehill, um, from Mays, Kansas, uh, good looking physical specimen, uh, got a lot to work with there. Uh, play, played some first base for me, um, pitched and, and did well, but he's a versatile guy that can play a number of positions. I know he can play third base. I know he catches some. Um, and so versatile player, uh, like I said, very physical, uh, threw well on the mound, has an idea what he's doing right there, can really pitch. Um, and so I, I was impressed with Cooper. Uh, getting to some of the, the POs on our group. Uh, well, excuse me, not all. That's not all. Uh, Sam Rickman was a guy that did both. He hit for us and pitched. But I think um, 
He has he shows a lot on the mound. Another guy kind of in that same Sam Stevens mode, tall, thin, and can really pitch. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I like in these kind of events and getting to be around them for a couple of days is getting to sit with some of these guys in the in the dugout and listening to them talk about the game and what they're trying to do and all that. And Sam really impressed me with his uh, aptitude for pitching. Uh, just, you know, had two different breaking balls, knew what he wanted to do with them, had a really high awareness of of, of what he wanted to do with hitters uh, and how he wanted to use his arsenal, which I thought was very mature. Um, and he, he was 82 to 85 for us, but there's a lot, there's a lot more in there. Um, it's another guy that as he continues to get stronger and fill out, but like Sam Stevens, um, can really pitch. And I I think he's going to have a definite chance to pitch at the next level. Uh, one of the, one of the big name guys or one of the guys who'd been, uh, you know, on the scene from a social media standpoint recently, Deegan Kubot from Richardson Pierce. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he came in through Saturday for us. Uh, was really impressive coming off a really good showing uh, the week before at PBR where he was up to 93 in the state games. Uh, and uh, for us, he was 86 to 91 and really, really pitched. Like I thought I, I was impressed with him. I, I think it, at the PBR event, he might've been overthrowing a little bit, but um, I didn't see it. So I don't know that, but um, that was kind of the feedback I had gotten. And I thought that it was a really good adjustment that he made um, for our event where he was pitching. It was very clear he was really working on um, moving the ball around, changing speeds, um, and not trying to do too much, which, you know, is not always easy to do in this type of setting. No, um, it's tough. But he's a guy that's still working his way back from Tommy John. So I like, the velocity, I think, like if you told me in the spring that he's up to 94, 95, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, and I, I played with his high school coach, so I have a decent amount of background with him. And I actually saw him, you know, throughout this past spring, he was throwing in like one inning increments uh, as he worked his way back. But as of late, he's been really, really good, throwing harder and harder. Uh, like we said, this has been up to 93, has a really good uh, breaking ball. Uh, mm-hmm. I know in some of his fall outings this year, he's been basically unhittable. Um, and that's pretty much what he did for us too, but, uh, had a nice feel for the changeup as well. That was 80, 82. So Pierce um, has him and Carson Bailey, right? Yeah. That's a, Ooh. that's a pretty, and that, that's not it either. They've got some other guys too. They uh, have, um, so, AJ Ripley, right? That's right. Yeah. There's a, that's yeah, gonna be, that's a, yeah. <laughs> we got a chance. Yeah, ju- got a Justin chance this year. Justin's pretty excited about that group. So, um, and good reason why. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, like Deegan, I could see profiling somewhat as a reliever too, um, mm-hmm. potentially in the in the spring until they get to like a three game format. You know, like you, you know Ripley obviously has been doing it for a while, um, and then Carson Bailey uh, has. You know, I mean, we've seen what he's done this fall. So yeah, there's going to be there. There's no shortage of stuff for the JJ Pierce Mustangs and Coach Justin Rowland. But um, going back a lot, like Rickman, uh, Sean George out of the Geneva School of Bernie uh, was another guy that I was really, really impressed with. Just the way he understands pitching and what he's trying to do with the baseball. Um, had a really good, you know, he he'd be a guy perfect for for hit fourth because he likes that um 
you know, he has a real deep knowledge and understanding of, of the, what he wants his ball to do from a spin spin standpoint. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, having the spin rate gun was nice because I got to talk about it with him some, but he had a really good understanding of like, you know, where he thought he sat on all of his pitches. Um, And I think that gave him a really good understanding of what he was trying to do and how to pitch, but uh, showed really well for us. Um, Came in through, yeah, got the the tough assignment of starting the 7.30 a.m. game uh, on on Saturday. And I'm glad I put him in that game because, uh, like, he's the kind of pitcher that you know is going to go out there and take care of business. And so, and that's what he did. Um, I thought I was really impressed with him. Like I said, really showed a good command of all of his pitches. Um, was up to was up to eighty four um, with, and he was spinning the ball between twenty four and twenty five hundred on the fastball. Wow, so that's good. yeah, so he uh, again, like he's a guy that he's gonna get through the lineup quickly. I think pretty often. I think he's a guy that you'd look up after a complete game with a really low pitch count, um, which is similar to the next guy I'm gonna talk about. Uh, my guy Nathan Nagy. Uh, from McCallum so you know you got another guy over at McCallum with Sam Stevens so Sam Mm -hmm. Stevens and Nathan Nagy together is a pretty good one-two punch uh, for the McCallum Knights I believe they are yep Um, but Nathan was a guy same deal like he I I was like you know we talked this is the academic team so it makes a little bit of sense Uh, but I was just super impressed with these kids, like from a maturity standpoint and the way they pitched and the way they didn't try to do too much in this setting. Like that's tough. Again, I I know I've said it before, but that's tough to do. Um, And Nathan was a guy that did it. He was, so he filled in in some right field spots when we had some guys warming up or had some guys leave. um, And obviously had, we're down an outfielder with, with an illness, but I it was funny because he he threw on Saturday in the second game and so he had to play some right field for us in the first game on Saturday and there was a ball like down the line and like I looked up and he like I I I wanted to tell him before he went in hey dude just don't get hurt you know don't get hurt right before you pitch yeah and ball goes up and it's down the line and I look up and I'm like tracking his trajectory and he's like getting it on his way to the ball <laughs> Lays out and like that, or sl- like a slide sliding dive for it. Then I was just like, Oh God, please don't be hurt. And luckily he was not, but showed some real athleticism. I, I actually, I, I, I got him some at ABs on, uh, on, on Sunday. And he, he said he could swing it a little bit. So over two, but uh, you know, I told him after his first bat, I was like, man, if you don't take the biggest hack of the weekend, I'm going to be really disappointed. Right. So he, he came back and did that, but uh, back to his pitching, uh, 82, 85, 69, 70 breaking ball, um, that had really good shape and really spun well. And then a 73 mile an hour changeup. But again, another guy that just can just really pitch. Um, you know, we need, he lives kind of over in your neck of the woods. Uh, yeah. but I was, so I was enjoying talking off the Austin food scene with him. Mm. Um, he actually, he actually had a couple restaurants that I hadn't heard of. So. What, what, what do you remember what they were? The ones that I hadn't heard of, uh, no. Um, so I need to get you hooked up with him. But I like I two of them I I'd never even heard of, which is huh. rare. Wonder what they were. But but he did say Fonda San Miguel. Um, yeah, and, their Tuesday happy hour is is dynamite. There you go. Um, so 
but yeah, dude, he was, I, I really enjoyed having him. He was, he was a blast and uh big Longhorn fan. Uh, dad's had season tickets, I think since the eighties for wow. football games. So we got to talk some Texas football over the course of the weekend too. And when I landed, I had a text from, there was a, there was a trivia question. So I guess in the game against Kansas, that was the first time we had a, I think it was a 300 yard passer, 200 yard rusher and 100 yard receiver since any guesses. Ooh. So 300. I'll just tell you, I'll just tell you, we did not, we did not get it, but I was mad. I like, I would, if I would have sat down and thought about it going back into time a little bit, I would have gotten it, but it wasn't, it's not who you think. It's not who you would think of. Oh man. I don't even have a good guess if it's not who I'm, who I'm thinking of. Well, it's probably from the, probably from the eighties. No, no, not that old. Not that old. People didn't throw that much in the eighties. Yeah, that's true. Was it a three, two? Was it an app? It was an apple white offense. Huh? Was it an apple white offense? Hold on. Hold on. Let's see. 300 pounds or two right here. Okay. Receiver. Apple White, Hodges Mitchell, Hodges Mitchell, and, Mon- and Montreal Flowers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's something like I. I feel like Catch would have definitely gotten that one. Yeah. Another if you think about tri- that one another, long enough, another, you probably would have came up with it. Another short trivia one. So Montreal Flowers spent about a week as a um, video guy for Texas baseball when he did. Was he really back getting back getting his degree. Um, he was character. I'll say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that um, I think that does it for the senior all for senior Arizona Fall Classic academic team. Um, but really enjoyed the group. A lot of fun. Played hard. Uh, did everything we asked. Um, you know, we we always try to make a point to take uncommitted guys only. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel pretty confident that just about all of them, if not all of them, can play at the next level um and you know it's about finding the right fit but i i was really impressed with this group and i enjoyed my time with them and and i think that there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of good baseball down the road for these guys so um i'll let you take over on the junior team yeah and and for those senior guys too i mean we we take all uncommitted guys and uh, like i wouldn't be i know it's hard not to like wouldn't be sweating at this point, but just looking back, I mean, we've had, we've had a lot of success with these rosters and, you know, guys typically end up, end up going to places. I mean, looking back at our junior group last year, you know, Jack Brady recently just committed to McLennan. Uh, Ryder Rutledge is going to Baylor. Um, I mean, there's, there's guys up and down there that end up, uh, end up uh, making their mark and, and finding their home. So still plenty of time and, you know, big senior season ahead for those guys, but, really, really good group. I was looking through that roster. And I was like, man, there's, there's some fun players on there. And some, some, some of my local guys too, um, place like Anderson and McCallum, they're starting to really starting to really get some good talent in there as well. But yeah, I went up with the uh, five tool academic 2025 class team. So that junior group, uh, me and coach Ryan Brewer uh, rolled up there, left the perfect four and oh, as expected. Uh, we did have a couple tight ones. Um, we actually played some teams we played were pretty good. Like, who who put the team together? 
the canes the canes well you put the team together okay all right so So. but i i think you know brew was saying it really like if they were giving out coach of the tournament awards he thinks that we probably would have won it just for the way we were able to maximize that roster i I heard i heard that too so okay (laughs) just um just just wanted to just wanted to get some credit there okay yeah go on Fun group and, and it's same format as the senior, you know, you're batting five guys per inning, uh, true showcase style setting. Uh, but like Brew and I say, if you're not keeping score, it's probably because you're losing. Um, so we definitely kept score. But I'm just going to go through our roster guy by guy and, and start with the top of the list. And, and James Stockle, an outfielder, right-handed hitter from Lutheran South Academy. I felt like overall he was probably our most consistent and best position player athletic runs pretty well promising right-handed swing i think he's still got some physical projections well we've got him listed at six foot 170 i think he's going to continue filling out there i could see him being a guy that's like six one you know 185 um something like that but some loud contact played really really hard tracked the ball well in the outfield playing all three positions i, I think he's got a really promising future and a bright uh, bright season ahead of him at Lutheran South Academy, two more seasons since he's a junior. Uh, but that's a program that they typically have some guys coming out of there each year. And I, I think he's going to be no different. Um, Maddox Webb from Rockwall Heath, just a joy to be around. Um, a, a lot of fun to talk to just kind of like, kind of like Aiden Piercy kind of radiates that, that good baseball makeup. And he had to do a little bit of everything for us. We had a pitch a little bit, uh, it was like, the, I think the first time he pitched in a while. And I believe he was up to like 84 by the end of his, his second outing. Uh, uh, five, infield he's for, a five tool video guy too. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he played a lot of third base for us, played some middle infield as well. Um, I know he's got some catching background also just a guy that can kind of do everything. He's physical, strong, promising right-handed swing. Um, I think he's going to hit, I think he's going to provide a hitting presence for Heath um, and, and a guy that was just just a ball player that was a lot of fun to be around. He can do a lot of different things. Um, he, he's he's going to play college baseball, um, you know, in the future. And I think he's going to be a guy that wherever he ends up, that program is going to really, really like him. Um, Asher Levy, six foot four right-handed pitcher from Jesuit in the Dallas area. Uh, long length projection. Um, I, I threw a ton of strikes, filled it up. Uh, I don't think hitters really pick up his stuff very well. There's there's kind of a little hint of deception in there. Um, fastball played up. It's just kind of a stroll in the park outing for him. Just kind of fired a bunch of strikes in there, no problem. Uh, he's a guy that I think in a couple of years could be just different physically to where it's really going to up, upgrade his profile on the mound. But uh, pounded the zone and, and just consistently filled it up and, and really threw some strong innings for us. Uh, Santiago Luvano from uh, Lubbock Cooper. I thought pound for pound, he was probably our, our best athlete. Uh, he ran 4-1 down the line at one point, uh, a couple mm-hmm. of 4-2s as well. He can really, really move uh, kind of that explosive type athleticism. And I know he was a little frustrated early on because he he was taking some good swings, but he's either just kind of out in front or just missing pitches. And by the end of it, he was starting to get some hard knocks to fall in, um, just kind of showcasing that bat speed from the right side. Uh, it translates in the outfield. He can go run it down, um, plays hard. I mean, we told these guys before, like, hey, 
you know, give these coaches something to take with them. If even if they're just showing up for an inning and we're like, if you can run, like run, get down the line. And he booked it down the line the first game. I was like, Oh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. He be, ended up beating out an infield single because of how fast he got down the line. That's something this group collectively did a really, really good job of. Like we didn't have to remind these guys like, Hey, stand out with your effort. Like from first inning, man, these guys were getting after it from the effort and really flying around. Um, so Santiago's got a bright future. Uh, Jackson Valdez from Williams Field in Arizona, uh, six foot one left-handed hitter, uh, probably had the best individual swing of the event for us. We were playing on the main uh, Peoria Stadium field that the Mariners played their spring training games at, and he blasted a double to the wall in dead center field. He probably hit it 380 feet. Uh, one hop the wall there in center field. He had several really good at bats. He reminded me. Um, he reminded me a lot of of Gus Cohen, who played for us on the junior team last year, who uh, recently oh. committed recently committed to El Paso Community College. Like you, you like kind of unassuming, but then he gets in the box and he's like, he's got some bat speed. He can impact the baseball. Like he can pull it with authority. He got on the mound and threw some quality innings for us as well. He's he's definitely a hitter first. Um, but he got on the mound and really helped us out there because uh, we were kind of short in arm and we we're kind of piecing some things together. But uh, a, another guy that's a lot of fun to be around, but really impacted the baseball and took some good swings from the left side. Um, Drake Dotson, an outfielder from uh, Pioneer Pleasant in uh, in Oklahoma. Uh, I liked him because like he didn't take it at bats, like he didn't carry his results with him to the batter's box. He had a stretch where. Just kind of came up empty a couple times, but you'd never know it. He just got in there, kept swinging away. He's got a heavy barrel. Like when he made contact, it was typically loud. Um, he ended up having the a big extra base hit for us in one of our games that proved to be kind of the game-winning run. Um, but a, a guy that I think physically is going to continue to add some weight and some mass. We got him listed at 6'2", 175. I think that guy's going to easily be a 6'2", 190 guy in the future. Um, heavy barrel, uh, again, had a couple of big knocks for us. Um, Evan Lawn from Rockwall, 6'2", 180, right-handed hitting uh, outfielder. Got some catching background as well. Um, I thought in terms of just like pure hitting upside, he might have been the guy that had the most on our roster. Uh, he's going to continue to fill out. He's going to continue to add muscle. Uh, took some good right-handed swings, and he could really sting the baseball. Uh, when he made impact, it, it was loud, and he's got some extra base power. A guy that you can tell doesn't have like a bunch of catching reps, but when he got back there for us, it was interesting. Like it's something that we told him, hey, keep working on this. Keep this in your back pocket because it's going to make you a more valuable player um, at the next level. If you can say, hey, man, I can hop in there and be, you know, a third catcher for you or an emergency catcher type situation. Um, strong arm, which translates in the outfield, moved well for his size. I think he's going to really hit for Rockwall. I know, you know, talking to him, and you probably know this better than I, but he said that he was kind of like their first guy off the bench. If they needed a big knock in a situation, he was a guy that's kind of called upon, got some varsity ABs last year. And we know how loaded that lineup was, which is pretty telling if you're able to get some at-bats as a sophomore for that group. So really excited to, to follow his progress there at Rockwall. Um, Jackson Lakelos from St. Thomas, two-way guy, right uh, infielder, right-handed pitcher, Started on the mound the first game for us, 81 to 84, filled it up with the fastball, changeup 77, slider 76, threw a ton of strikes with all his pitches, some pitchability field from the right-handed side. 
Uh, I'd be surprised if he's not a guy that has a really strong high school season because he's going to throw a lot of quality strikes. Um, and he made some n- nice things um, happen in the batter's box as well. Um, flashed some ability in the middle of the infield. I, I thought that personally, I think his upside is a little bit higher on the mound. Um, but, but just because of the strike throwing elements there, I'm a sucker for those guys that, you know, have that infielder type baseball athleticism, and then they get on the mound and it translates to strike throwing. And that's, that's what Jackson's got in his game. Uh, Cruz Lopez, another, another Lubbock Cooper guy, six foot two, 195, physical, strong. Um, I really liked Cruz because he carried himself with immense confidence. Like, like nothing rattled him in the batter's box. He got on the mound through a ton of strikes. Um, good changeup in the back pocket. Really filled it up. Ended up getting a lot of whiffs. His stuff kind of played up. A little bit of deception in the profile. Um, just a guy like nothing phases him. Very, very confident player. Um, just the way he talked about the game. You can tell he just like when he gets on the field, he's, he really believes in what he can do out there. And I think he's going to have a strong two-way year for Lubbock Cooper. Um, Thomas Grismore from Lake Travis. Uh, Thomas is the definition of the academic team. I believe he's ranked number one in his class. At Lake Travis. At Lake Travis, which uh, is extremely tough to do. And we've got him listed as having a 15-10 on the SAT as well. So um, (laughs) he's probably going to be the type of person. Yeah, he's probably going to be the type of person that in 20 years, maybe you and I are working for Thomas. Um, in the future because he's got a bright future academically but uh, he was good on the mound for us uh, up to 85 miles an hour a lot of strikes kind of a, a big deep curveball that once he got the field for that really kept hitters off balance another guy that throws multiple pitches for a strike really confident what he does um, he's got knowledge of you know spinning the baseball and why that matters and how to do it but the importance of also locating your fastball and throwing quality strikes. Um, really appreciate him coming out and throwing for us. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Gave us some really quality innings. Um, and, and a guy that's got a lot of, you know, physical, got some lower half strength. I think as he continues to gain reps and leverage that even more, uh, you're going to see, see that stuff and that velocity continue to tick up. Uh, Weston Reynolds from Friendship, right-handed pitcher, could really spin the baseball and he threw a couple of, of fastballs that had a ton of arm side run. And I think yeah. as he continues to harness that um, he's going to be a tough guy for hitters to handle because it's, it's a lot of arm side run one way. And then it's a lot of quality spin the other way, kind of that sink slider profile, but he showed two different breaking balls as well. He's got a change up that I think is going to be an average pitch for him in the future that he's going to be able to use. Um, really liked him six foot, excuse me, six foot one sixty five. He's going to get stronger, uh, but can really spin the baseball and that fastball can really, really dance. He's going to have a good year, um, at friendship, uh, George McClaskey middle infielder from Allen. I loved George because our first game we were in that was at seven 30 or seven 45 AM slot. And I swear the first four balls were hit to George and it was like play after play after play after play. Um, excuse me, I cough real quick. The the skill defensively really stood out. The ball player instincts, uh, a guy that was a lot of fun to be around. I was joking with him at one point. He made a really nice play on a throw down the second base, you know, using some hops to elevate and make a, make a snag and a tag. And I was like, man, I know he could jump. And he's like, yeah, the umpire Sna- was telling me I didn't... Snag and a tag. Yeah, nice. snag and a tag. You like that? You can tell yeah, that was... Stories or two. Wow. Um, 
And I was joking with him. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't think you could get up like that. And he's like, yeah, the umpire was like telling me I had no hops, you know. And I was like, oh, <laughs> showed the umpire you had some hops. But fun player to be around, uh, really skilled defender um, with, with George. And he knows it's, it's just a matter of getting stronger. Um, as he gets stronger, the, the bat's going to play better. He's going to impact the baseball more. His swing take decisions were good. Um, had a couple knocks, but really it was fun to watch that guy defend. As we always say, you get these guys on dirt and you can kind of see who can defend. And George was the guy that can defend a little bit. Well, okay. Let me, let me jump in here on George too. Like he had like his, he's got some baseball background. Um, So whatever he ends up doing in baseball, he's going to have an agent in his or agent, I guess, let me say slash sports psychologist, because his older sister, Lindsay, uh, worked for us this summer and uh, is at Ole Miss. And she was a big time dancer and is going and is looking to go into sports psychology. So she'll have that side of it. But like, if you want to find somebody that like knows what's going on in the game with like the kids and like know everything, she knows it. Like, I mean, she'd make a great agent too. But then uh, on top of that, if you need an evaluator, uh, hire his mom because Mrs. McClaskey and, and she's a great photographer too. She's, she's, yeah, she had her camera out there taking some awesome photos. Yeah. So like we have some roles for the whole McClaskey family if, if they want them, but Mrs. McClaskey, like she gave an evaluation of George's, um, abilities and strengths and weaknesses that was, incredible like you know usually when you get a parent's um a parent's scouting report let's call it on their own kid it's embellished a a little bit and i can i can say that as a parent too i think i probably make my son sound a little bit better smarter whatever it is than than he might be but mrs mccloskey gave maybe the best self-scouting report on a child that i think you have that i've ever seen so big baseball family, love them. I was so excited that George got to go with, with you guys. Um, but, you know, his, like I said, we, we, we work with a lot of good people at Five Tool. Um, and, you know, we, we've had a lot of good relationships with families and make the baseball world small. Um, and I, I just wanted to point that out because I was, Lindsay was a great worker for us this, this summer. And um, so excited that George went out there and did so well too. So, yeah, George on. can pick it, man. He's he's a baseball player. Um, he, he's got a bright future in the game for sure. Was was a lot of fun to be around. Um, moving down the list, Grayson McKelvey from Southwest Christian, right-handed pitcher, was up to eighty-eight miles an hour. I actually saw him again uh, at DFW Twin Scout Day on Sunday. He was again up to eighty-eight miles an hour. Um, strong right-handed pitcher. He's going to get stronger. I I love the mound makeup. Like nothing bothers him. He carries himself a ton of confidence. You put down a pitch, whatever the pitch is, he's got conviction of throwing it in any count. Uh, And I think that that really shows like in his effectiveness, like hitter, he keeps hitters off balance, Uh, but the stuff's ticking up too. I mean, like I said, up to 88, there's more in the tank. There's more coming. Uh, throws a breaking ball for a strike um, that that can get some swings and misses. And, you know, he's just got a bunch of stuff in his back pocket that he's com- comfortable with and thrown any time. Uh, definitely a guy that I think uh, there are some people there to watch him pitch. And I, I'm sure they left pretty impressed. Uh, he's certainly not going to lack options in the, in the future in, in right now. 
uh, but definitely in the future as well. And he threw really well for us. Um, Parker Ivy, Rockwall Heath, catcher, 6'3", 185. Um, another guy that's got some physical projection. I, I think he's going to be a strong right-handed hitter. Um, had some bright moments for us both defensively with the bat. Another guy that's a lot of fun to be around, just his energy and, and talking the game. Um, can impact the baseball from the right side. Um, I, as he continues to add reps and mature, um, I, I think harnessing that swing and just creating more loud contact consistently is going to really allow him to take off. But um, he's a guy I expect to do some good things for Rockwell Heat this year. Um, Hudson Bird, another catcher from down here in Westlake, had some big knocks for us. I think as the tournament went on, he really grew into himself offensively. Uh, his timing started to improve. His ability to make hard contact started to improve. Carried himself a lot of confidence in the batter's box. Um, high energy guy defensively. Great talker behind the dish. Guy that you never have to remind him to go back up first base. You never have to remind him to be thinking about the action, to be involved in the game, to talk to his pitcher. Um, really kind of, I think he took a lot of pride in being a catcher and embodying what it means to be there and having those leadership skills and end up really swinging the bat for us as well. I know he had a couple of, of really loud base hits in our final couple of games and was a guy that was consistently getting on base. Um, there are last guy on the list, Rock Dewar, switching middle infielder and outfielder from Flower Mound. Marcus uh, was really impressed with this, his, his baseball instincts. I knew he could play the infield, but I'd, I'd never seen him play the outfield. And he really tracked the ball naturally in the outfield. It's kind of one of those things you're like, okay, this the game comes naturally to this guy. Um, you, you could legitimately put him all over the diamond, and he's going to be able to give you something there defensively. And he's swung the bat really well also. Another guy that really got down the line well, I think I had him at 4-2 multiple times. Um, from the left side, took some aggressive swings. Um, we saw him a lot from the left-handed side because obviously he's seen a lot of right-handed pitcher, but uh, made hard contact several times, was unafraid to let it loose. I thought he had good command of the strike zone. Um, made a couple of plays defensively that like he just missed a few phenomenal highlight plays that were kind of bang-bang or didn't quite get picked at the dirt at the first base, but showed some really impressive skill on defense. Uh, just a, a, a true do-it-all guy that can really impact the game in a lot of ways, whether it's running, whether it's hitting, whether it's doing things defensively. Um, he was a lot of fun to be around. He was one of him and Parker were, were only with us on Friday, um, which we had two games. And then I think he ended up getting eight or nine at bats and uh, they were strong plate appearances. And uh, um, we know his older brother was a guy that could really swing the bat. And I, I don't think rock's going to be any different. He's probably going to do some good things for flower mound Marcus this year. Yeah, no doubt that I was I was very sad that I didn't get to go that weekend too because I I like this group I like a lot of the players in it and I'm glad they showed well for you yeah going back Parker Ivy that's an, another family tie there so Parker's mom was my across the street neighbor growing up okay um and they uh, her family adopted my childhood hero uh, Chu Freeman. Um, who ended up being, I think he was a sandwich round pick by the Rockies um, back in 1998. But he was like one of the original freakiest freaks that I had ever seen. You know, like he was a three-sport guy. He was offered by pretty much every school in America to play wide receiver. Uh, Bobby Knight offered him a scholarship to play basketball at Indiana. Oh, wow. And yeah, so 
he I think he would like originally he would have gone to Texas, but Mac wouldn't allow him to do both. Um, so he signed with AM um and for a long time or for several years held the uh the state the state of Texas receiving touchdowns record. Jeez. Um and I think which was I guess it wouldn't have been that long, but it was broken by Roy Williams. Um but yeah, so Parker's, I guess let's call it uncle. Yeah, I guess Chu Freeman, who he's now the head coach at Dallas Christian, but he was my he was my childhood hero. So I, I've known Parker's family for a long time. And um I'm I'm really glad that he's turned out to be he's got a baseball family. His his uh grandfather was a big time or coached some really, really good teams. Um uh in, growing up. And that's that's where I got to learn baseball, just being around those teams and my neighbors. We had a couple blocks of just like several multiple D1 athletes and baseball players. And Chu was the headlining guy in that group. So but I got to be I was the little kid that got kind of, you know, had to, you know, survive basically to be allowed to play. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so excited that Parker got to go with us and had a busy weekend. He made sure to come out just for the Friday games um, just to get some time in, but had to make it back for homecoming on Saturday night. So, um, yeah, it was, yeah, that was a little popular topic in the dugout. We were kind of oh. like, the guys <laughs> were like, you know, who, we were trying like, Hey, who's the date? What are we, what are we working with here? What's going on? That sort of thing. So that has that dad, his dad, Jeff was a big time uh, basketball player too. He, I, I want to say he averaged something like 40 points a game in high school. Wow. Um, and, yeah. And so him and, and uh, he, he's, he's grown up around some athletes uh, for sure. So he got a little brother. He plays basketball. His little brother plays basketball at Heath too. And uh, Parker was on varsity as a, as a freshman as at a six, a school in basketball. So um, good athlete, lots of, lots of hope on there. Are you trying to get him over to Rockwall or, or what do you, what do you, you know, does it bother you that he's a Heath guy? No, I remember. To, I, hey, I have. Trying I, to redraw have, the lines. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I have no, I, I have no allegiance between the two. Um, Cause Heath didn't exist when I was there. So I don't uh-huh. have an in, internal hate for Heath. Like most uh, new Rockwall re- residents have come to, uh, Garner, but yeah. um so, so your your time your time in arizona um you you guys went to the the juco event as well we did i was we i did. was um all all, all all of a sudden i saw these videos popping up and i was like well i it, like it's funny because i actually had some major fomo not being at our um juco event that ryan brewer put on and put together out at melissa um you know if you you know, for the two events I'm about to talk about and for ours, if you want to see some really good baseball and some really good footage, uh, go to five tool Juco. Uh, yeah. To, it's loaded to man, like really, really, uh, impressive arms, bats, pretty much anything. And he- heavily attended both events, uh, by college coaches. If you, you add up the number of, uh, schools at the, the Arizona junior college, all-star games, the D one and D two, and then our event in Melissa, I mean, you're probably getting close to triple digit schools, uh, mm-hmm. if not more. Uh, but first night was the D2 Juco game. Um, I'm just going to run through a couple of pitchers that were really impressive. 
uh, and then a couple hitters as well from that and the D1 game. So the the D2 game was set up in a similar format to the Fall Classic. They did the five hitters an inning thing. Okay. Um, and went 10 innings. Um, but some arms that really stood out to me, Alex Sanderson from left-handed pitcher from Glendale was up to 90, showed a good slider. Um, Jonah Johnson, right-handed pitcher from Chandler Gilbert, was really impressive. Really clean delivery. Uh, reminded me of, I mean, I'm not saying he's Jack Leiter, but like some of the mechanics and the way he threw, just really fluid and looked like he had an idea what he was doing. Uh, and then Presley Montefort, uh, left-handed pitcher from uh, Phoenix College, uh, probably had the best performance over the two days. Um, mm-hmm. Struck out all five batters that he faced. Um, so he was, was the guy kind of had a little, it was like a little bit of a funk to the delivery and yeah, yeah I remember seeing the video. He, he was a tough dude to handle. Yeah, no, it, it was, it was not a comfortable at bat and the results were not good, uh, for his, uh, victims, I'll call them. Um, but Nick Fontaine, a left-handed pitcher from Chandler Gilbert was up to 92 and then Cody Albright, right-handed pitcher from Paradise Valley. Those guys really stood out to me in the D2 game. Uh, at the plate, Mason Spelsey, a first baseman from Mesa, uh, hit a double off the scoreboard, um, had some juice off the bat. Uh, and then Braden Watkins, an out, left-hand hitting outfielder from the Gateway Geckos. Okay. The Gateway, the Gateway Geckos. I like uh, it. I wonder, wonder if they are sponsored by Geico because if they aren't, <laughs> if they they're should not, be. They're, yeah, they're missing a great they're, opportunity. They're, exactly. Uh, but he had a big RBI double, uh, like the swing, like the setup for him. Uh, moving to Saturday. So with the D1 game, they played 15 innings, but they only went three batters apiece. So they didn't okay. get quite, quite the same look at some of those guys. But nevertheless, some really impressive performances on Saturday as well. Uh, but a couple guys that stood out to me, uh, this, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to plead the fifth on pronouncement. Um, so I believe it's Walele, uh, Walele, if you're listening and I messed it up, please let me know and we'll correct it on the next one. But, and it's Kane, K-A-N-E Yates is the last name, but I'm not sure that it's not Kane Yates. So, um, double you know those are uh, is he why guy uh, anyways he goes to yavapai um uh so he was a catcher uh really impressed with his arm took a good bp uh threw out a runner in the game uh like the way he caught the ball uh dominique chacon uh is a he's got a good swing uh, a really good swing hit had two 170 mile uh, 107 mile per hour exit speeds in the game. Um, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Grand Canyon commit outfielder out of South Mountain, really, really impressive. Uh, Jonah Reich, right handed pitcher from Eastern Arizona. I really like the way he threw the ball. Uh, Kanzai Shigemoto from Yavapai, uh, originally from Japan to Canada, then on his way down to Arizona. Um, but really interesting prospect. Uh, was 9093 with the fastball. Mm-hmm. Um, has some funk in the delivery, like a lot of Japanese pitchers do. Uh, disrupting timing, I think, is something that he's really good at. Big physical right-handed arm. I mean, like it's it's wild. Like some of these guys that I'm listing off that aren't committed, it's surprising because yeah. um, they're. I imagine they're not going to be uncommitted very much longer. 
but uh, Riley Nelson, a Texas kid, uh, I believe he went to Byron Nelson, but he's at Yavapai. Um, uh, where well, if Pat he went Woods, to Byron Nelson, he did not give up a run. Well, he was a hitter, so probably okay. didn't give up any runs. Uh, yeah. May have pitched in high school, don't know. But uh, swung the bat well, uh, just like what he does offensively. He's a he's a former uh, NTX BC uh, dirt bat. Um, and then probably the biggest arm uh, from a stuff standpoint over the two days was Ryan Spolero out of Central Arizona. Uh, we had him at 93-95. 86 88 with the slider um, wow. and uh, 85 mile changeup, and these they had track man running up on the board and like i had the gun i had the spin rate gun going behind the plate and it was matching uh so it wasn't juiced and but like some of those sliders that were like 86 88 i was like what is that like i mean it was it was it was real <laughs> mm. um and i mean just big time arm out of central arizona so uh, overall was really impressed. That was my first time going to the event, uh, either day, I guess. Um, and that, but, was that yeah. at Grand Canyon? Hey, remember I wrote that about facility that, is awesome, isn't it? I wrote about that facility back in the spring. But, yeah, you, man, yeah. I remember that. Like it, it it's so funny. Like I, I always remember this, but going back to, you know, then this is something we tell people on visits. And I think this rings true for about going on visits. I think it's something that rings true. Uh, quiet dog. Sorry. Um, mine. I heard mine snoring just now. Huskies wanting to go out, I think, uh, because it's (laughs) cool outside, so his energy's up. Um, but uh, what I've seen on TV and on the internet doesn't do the ballpark justice. Like, Mm -hmm. that's a sick field. Like, I love the field from what I've seen of it leading up to it, but man, like, just being there. Like it is a, it is a sweet setup. Like that is a program that is just going to continue to rise, I think. Um, and man, do they have a great setting? Obviously base baseball is a big deal in Phoenix. Um, and you know, shoot, man, like that, that's a, that's a, that's a really exciting place. I think, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, and they got, got a guy like Dominique Chacon committed, like it, yeah. first, it makes sense. And, you know, having a first rounder last year with uh, Jack Wilson, like, I mean, um they're on the rise for sure man like i was blown away by the facility like like i said i i've seen i mean that's a that's a top 15 top 15 definitely 20 ballpark in america no question as far as the call the d1 level like it's it's big time like and i i enjoyed watching the game there it's a great setup so um it really enjoyed that event always like being out in arizona for baseball um so, yeah, I mean, that's what I got. That's all I got. Yeah, that's that's a that's a there are a lot of really good facilities out in Arizona. And I, I mean, the 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 talent level, too. I mean, just going through and seeing the the Juco level talent, even before like we had some Juco coverage from an event out in Arizona, like a couple weeks before the Arizona Fall Classic. And I was looking like that's where I saw Chacon. And it has a couple other arms that were like low to mid 90s. So I was like, man, there's. <laughs> There's talent all over the place in there. So I think Grand Canyon is definitely, definitely going to be on the rise. It's one of those places where when guys go visit, they're going to be like, oh, my goodness. Um, and it's 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 going to be really appealing to them. Um, before I get into some uh, some non-five-tool GPA academic guy standouts from uh, Arizona Arizona Fall Classic from the senior and junior event, I wrote down some names. And you can see, you know, more detailed report at, at fivetool.org. Some did some writing um, about those guys. 
Uh, I'll tell you a little bit more about Hitforth. Um, if you've gone to a college prospect camp, you've probably noticed the coaches are tracking everything, and they are tracking a lot of things. Many staffs will even have TrackMan shown live info on their video board during batting practice and scrimmages, like we just talked about. Uh, it's not eye candy. They track data such as exit velocity and bat speed because it helps them identify skill sets that will translate and work at the college level. And more and more high schools are doing this as well. In fact, one of the most prominent high school programs in Austin, Texas, sends an email to incoming freshmen detailing what they view as acceptable exit velocity and bat speed. Simply put, if you can't hit the ball hard enough and consistently enough, you aren't going to get as many looks in high school and in college. So as the game moves more towards embracing tech and data, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not training with a staff that utilizes and understands both. The team at Hitforth in Austin, Texas, is creating the standard for developing explosive and adjustable hitters. When you train at Hitforth, you will develop the power coaches are looking for, whether challenging the fences or drilling hard liners to all fields. Learning to move faster and swing faster will also make you a more adjustable hitter and improve your ability to make contact. Because the quicker you can swing the bat means you have more time to recognize pitches before deciding to swing. The best part about Hitforth is the accountability. Since the staff tracks every aspect of every swing you take, you get objective feedback about your improvements. Numbers don't lie. Check out hitforth.com to learn how you can get started. Again, we can't recommend that enough and really, really appreciate those guys um, powering our five tool podcast. But uh, and so it's H H I T F O R T H. Correct. H I T F O R T H dot com. And you can follow them on Twitter and Instagram as well. And they have a phenomenal logo, the Yak, which you can oh. read about the Yak at the website and why they kind of oh. chosen that to be their little symbol there. But really cool logo. Um, shout out to Low. He's got, Bull's got some some video skills, man. He knows what he's doing with all that stuff. But uh, I'm going to run through a, a bunch of names pretty quickly here because I know we've, we've kept you guys a long time. But just wanted to highlight some more standouts from the Arizona Fall Classic. I mean, I have our five-tool Twitter account set up for alerts to text or, like, Twitter alerts. So, like, whenever they tweet something, I get an alert. <laughs> like, I could not keep up with the video that was coming through. It was like, ding, 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 just like – a oh, bunch of really, really good players coming through. Um, Zach Kmatz and Cam Kemenetti threw in the senior event. And shocking, they were really good. Uh, Kmatz <laughs> was up to 94 from Sandia High School in New Mexico. Um, Kemenetti from Saguaro, because he taught me how to pronounce it at area code. Um, Saguaro. Yeah. Right, yeah, huh. Saguaro, well, right? Okay. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm I don't know. It, right? No, I have to no, go back I, and... And no, it's I, not like I'm it's not called S A G U A R O, but he says it's yeah. Saguaro. Huh. Uh, okay. So he I, he was up not, to 90, 93 in a short outing. Um, I think his delivery has even gotten better since area code. I know one thing he's been working on is kind of staying back and gathering on the back end and, and leveraging that athleticism. Um, and you could see it. I mean, it was kind of like a stroll in the park kind of outing for him. It probably wasn't max effort, but it was still really easy, really good. Uh, velocity um, in the academic showcase game Bryson Shelp was impressive he's up to 90 and I actually messaged him because I was like what is this funky looking thing that you threw it looked like a splitter knuckler almost and he said it was a splitter and that thing was really dancing uh, it was a really intriguing look there um, another right-handed arm that caught my attention was Aiden Alvarez from Yorba Linda in California um, quick arm projectable righty um the slider was short and tight really caught my attention had the change up as well 
uh, was up to 88 miles an hour. I think there's definitely going to be some more in the tank there. Um, Winston Peterson was a, was a fun look. Uh, this guy is big. He's like 6'8". Uh, I think he's listed like 240. It's easy gas, and I think it comes out of a release height that's lower than you think it is as a hitter. You see a guy that big, you're thinking it's going to come up pretty high, but it's almost like it comes out of the armpit almost, and it really jumps on guys. Um, I think he's got a really bright future on the mound. Um, and all these guys, I mean, K-Mats is, is going to Oregon State, came into LSU. Um, the rest of these guys are going to be uncommitted guys unless I had a commitment uh, for them. Um, Joseph Norris, he actually reclassed from the 2023 class to be a post-grad guy in 2024 from Los Angeles, California, uh, out of the Combine Academy now in North Carolina. It was up to 92 miles an hour, two to string breaking balls, um, threw a lot of strikes. Um, he's a guy that caught my eye. Um, Darren Osterlo hit two bombs in one game, uh, leveraged his his kind of his That's frame into a swing. That's yeah. with wood. Yeah, with wood. And those parks, like, they're not – 305 down the line like you've got to you've got to get into it a little bit to drive one of those balls out the yard um and, and that's what he did uh two times um during the same game uh talented hitter there uh jacob freer who i believe played on the um the arizona fall classic academic team uh from newport in washington hit a bomb to right field one of my favorite left-handed swings um that i saw he's got some hitting feel um, there, Bryce Robinette from the Slammers team that we saw in in, um, yeah. in the Mattingly. I yep. remember writing about him as a standout the Mattingly, and uh, he showed up in Arizona and proved it was no fluke. He hit a homer, he actually hit a homer over the fence, and he also hit an inside the park home run in another game as well. Uh, really productive right-handed hitter. Uh, Peyton Adams was a guy that lived on base. Cole Rogers from Mountain Point, a big-time program in Arizona. Had some really nice swings as well. Wyatt uh, Miyamoto, I think, ended up having nine or ten hits in four games. Um, impressive right-handed That's hitter. Good. Nice nice feel for hitting. Um, Zach Doyle, 2024, left-handed hitter. Took some really good at-bats. Uh, kind of like a short, easy, repeatable swing. Some hand-eye coordination. Not a lot of whiff in that profile. And a 2025 guy playing this event. Uh, Michael Sindelka from the Czech Republic was oh. playing with the uh, MLB like international team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really impressive kid physically, like 6'2", probably around 200 pounds. Good right-handed swing. He hit a bomb that was loud. Uh, definitely looked the part of a guy that is a definite college prospect, um, especially as a 2025 guy. Um, he really stood out and, and caught my attention. Uh, the junior group, uh, going through some guys there, Mason Scott in the academic showcase game hit a bomb uh, that was way out to left field. Uh, and they play that game again at, at the Mariner Spring training field. So if you juice one out of the park um, in that game, uh, you, you've got some you've got some pop. And uh, Brady on was like one of my favorite guys during the uh, the tryout portion. So you and I both, watched all the pitchers during the so like to make the academic showcase game you have to try out and be selected so uh brew and i would always watch the pitchers and you, you do as well and you know it's like 9 a.m to 2 p.m they're running they're running 90, arms up 96 bullpens nine pitches each i believe comes out to 864 pitches so oh and gosh. i i graded and graded for the and picked for the 
for the senior group. So yeah, yeah, send it's, your hate, uh, hate mail my way. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, the time does go by pretty quick, but yeah, you realize you're sitting there needing to stand up because you've been sitting down for about three hours in a row. Uh, but Brady on, I was like, bro, we got to put this guy in. Like he was like 81 to 83 during the tryout, but he was left-handed. I was like, trust me, like, cause he started spinning a hammer. It was like 2,800, 2,900 RPM curveball. And I was like, watch late tonight. There's going to be a video roll through of this guy punching out like all five guys. Well, he struck out three of the five and that curveball was probably the best curveball I saw uh, among any pitcher out there at the junior event. Um, he was a lot of fun to watch pitch. Caleb Sweeney was up to, I believe, 90 miles an hour, physical lefty. Uh, Maxwell Schneider was up to 93 miles an hour in the academic showcase game. Uh, big, strong right-handed pitcher. Might be a guy that ends up being a bullpen guy in a leverage-type situation, but it's clear he has some arm strength. Um, Adriel Figueroa, a guy that we're, we're already familiar with oh, yeah. from the, the ABA program out of New Mexico, was up to 90 miles an hour on the mound. I thought I thought he really showed some stuff at shortstop though. Uh, he's four two eight down the line, good right-handed swing, good swing take decisions, some some in, impressive skill defensively with the glove at shortstop. He's a true two-way prospect, and I think he's a no doubt um, D one caliber prospect. And the guy catching him too, I really like Noah Massey from that ABA team as well. Uh, oh yeah, one of my favorite catch. catchers that I saw in the event along with Carson Schaefer, who is a 2026 catcher playing, I believe for the SoCal giants. I think, I think he threw out. They're like, always loaded, 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 loaded. I think he threw out at least five guys. Like, wow. It was really, really impressive. Um, a couple of guys that we're familiar with Connor Larkin and Vidant Sharma from that slammers program. Sharma actually just committed to Harvard yesterday. Awesome. Get for Harvard. Cause he's got some real upside. I think he ended up did, striking out eight he, guys out there. He he who did he pitch against in the he pitched against the, the sticks in the punch. That's right. Yes, that's right. It was that's like right. the game of the the game of the tournament, yeah. really. Like yeah. just two really good teams, good pitchers. I think Brody Kaylee threw opposite him in that as well. Um, and he went toe-to-toe with those guys and did not give in. I was like, man, this guy's this guy's a dude. Did, um, I, so really, the 12 ended up winning that game in extra innings, right? I think is how sticks. that happened. Yeah, sticks. sticks that's what, it, yeah, yeah, they sorry, ended up 12. winning it in extra innings. It was a really tight game. Um, it was, it was a, there was a crowd watching that one for sure. Um, yeah. Another Slammers guy, Connor Larkin, who we also saw at Area Code, uh, left-handed hitting first baseman uh, from Colorado. One of my favorite swings that I saw in the summer. Um, he had a really, he had a homer and had a really impressive Arizona Fall Classic. And then Corden Petey from California went out and threw really well. And a couple of days later, committed to the University of Texas. Uh, power stuff, strong right-handed pitcher. Uh, Duncan Russell is another one of those guys that fits that mold as well. Kind of a big, strong right-handed pitcher uh, that throws really, really hard as well. Um, run through, uh, I mentioned Sunday before we get out of here. Uh, I went up to the DFW Twin Scout Day at Weatherford. Had, hadn't really ever been to Weatherford before. That's a really nice high school field. Although I imagined like some poor souls that got into the batter's box against Kane and Kemp when he's throwing hey. like, 96 miles an hour and, and, and like and it, early 2,800 in the RPM sliders and stuff. Yeah, and add to that, early in the season, the like the wind coming off the highway right there. Yeah. Chilly. Oh, chilly stuff. That's tough. Um, but some guys that caught my eye from the Twins, um, Jackson Jolly, 2025 prospect, like 
the dude legitimately did everything. Like strong VP round, he caught, he got in the infield, did outfield, he pitched, he even had a knuckleball in the back pocket that he pulled out. Uh, just a really skilled baseball player that had a strong day. Um, Langston Mosley, who's a 2026 prospect, multi-sport athlete. He's got a lot of upside. I think he's just scratching the surface of what he could do. Um, Jet Vindiola, uh, a Weatherford guy, 2026 catcher, uh, good left-handed swing. Uh, he's got some chops behind the plate defensively. I think he's got a promising future. Um, and his older brothers in a 2025 class, uh, it's going to be fun to watch those guys because the older brother pitching the younger brother uh, was really impressive on the mound. Uh, Walker Gage Stubbs caught my eye on the mound with what he could do. Jackson Arnett had a really loud double in the live at B's portion, had a really good testing day, athlete, athletic guy that could run. Um, Aiden Sanchez hit two homers in batting practice, um, had a really good round there. He's a catcher. I believe he also had a 1.91 pop time. And uh, these were these were legit pop times like the DFW Twins coaches were timing it and I was timing it as well. But I always tell people like showcase I, for lack of a term, like scout day showcase, whatever you call it. Those pop times are always going to be typically a little bit faster than the in-game pop times. But still, one nine one, really good time for Aiden Sanchez. Uh, Cooper Haygood, kind of a sink slide kind of look on the mound with some physical projection. He caught my eye. Uh, Thomas Perez throwing these like 83 to 84 mile an hour cutters with like spin up to 2,500 RPM. Uh, really good looking pitch. Um, one of the better 2026 players and the probably the best name, Cadillac Glendo. Impressive two-way guy. Uh, not related to Lowell. Or is not that related to Lowell, no. But, uh, but Lowell should claim it with, with that name. Um, easy, easy the operation on the mound, two-way guy that's got some talent and skill. Uh, Brady Reeves, he was the first guy to take BP in the uh the older group. And uh first swing, I think, was a homer. Uh it's just a strong kid that's growing into some power. And then I mentioned earlier Grayson McKelvey got on the mound and faced three batters and struck out all three batters and was up to 88 miles an hour. So uh unsurprisingly there are a ton of juco coaches there and i think that they all got really really excited and then they saw him pitch and it's like man we're, we're all gonna have to battle if we want this one because there's gonna be a lot of coaches um interested in this guy so um that wraps us up on the arizona fall classic dfw twin scout day uh five tool academic team we have covered a lot but we it's been a while since we recorded a podcast so we were due for one that that covered it's been a lot of busy, different things. Busy at five tool. It has, yeah, it has. Like the the fall is like sneaky busy. Like September is you kind of pack in a lot of stuff with the Arizona Fall Classic, Scout Days, TSA events. Um, what else? Uh the, the Scout teams, the Dodgers Scout team, and the North Texas Rangers Scout team. Um, <laughs> the covering those teams as well. So yeah, there's apologies, a lot of- apologies for for calling them the Blue Jays at one point. Yeah, the North Texas Rangers scout team um who uh who ended the end of the fall with with some strong showings there but uh you mentioned it earlier football's been good to you um it, it's been good and bad for me but baseball for you too like the Rangers going to Tampa and sweeping the wild card series like in I was I was a little dominant I was a little, dominant I fashion. Was a little disappointed that we gave up a run 
yesterday. Oh, so. wow. Wow. Well, considering the bullpen you've gotten, you're a little disappointed that you gave up a run. Well, I got I had a probably, couple of friends text me like this, no matter what the score is, this game is not over until it's over that, with this bullpen. <laughs> that's why I, maybe disappointed is not the right word. Maybe it's shocked, uh, relieved, relieved. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, no lead is safe. No yeah. lead is safe. But how, um, how about Evan Carter? Like, just uh, unbelievable. I, yeah. He, yeah. I mean, the, man, like, if you – the stats, they were reading off some stats late in the game yesterday when they were running out of things to talk about, uh, about, like, the, the Rangers' offensive numbers and how hard they hit the ball. Like, I mean, to me, honestly, like, I – you know, I counted making it to the playoffs as like, you know, we're playing with house money now mm-hmm. um, just because of all the injuries. I mean, you know, everyone has them, you know, it's not an excuse, but to miss, to lose the Grom like they did, which, mm-hmm. you know, we knew it happened at some point, but um, the overcome some of the injuries they had on the pitching staff, ha- Seager being out for as long as he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you would have told somebody back in February that Robbie Grossman would be hitting in the three hole um, in the playoffs, like I don't, I would love to see some of the reactions that you would have gotten. Um, Texas signee, by the way, I think he's what's he uh, two Sci-fair. years younger than us? Yeah, yeah two years say, younger yeah. than us. Uh, but man, like they're fun. They're just fun. Like it's a fun group. Yeah. Josh Young. Um, you know, this is, I actually have a funny story about Josh Young. So the, I will never advocate for lying in the recruiting process. Um, and in my time at Texas, we were extremely honest to a fault, probably, probably cost mm-hmm. us some kids, but you know, I mean, that's, that's how you need to do it because if you're not going to, you know, you don't, if you're not honest and don't give people a real idea of what um, they're going to get, and I, you know, I don't think you're doing it the right way, but that's right. clearly not, not how everyone operates, but um, Tommy Nicholson was extremely honest with the Jung family um, about uh, where he saw Josh playing and it was not shortstop. Um, now that doesn't mean that I don't think we would have given him a, a chance to be there. Uh, Cause I mean, obviously he's a good enough player, but so we didn't end up getting him. He went to tech. The rest was history. And I remember walking over to Tommy sometime during the first game that we played tech of Josh's first year. And I said, I remember going, maybe we should have lied on that one. <laughs> because, I mean, because just from day one, from day one, he was just, I mean, an incredible player (laughs) and i mean he's just he's a leader he's a baseball player um and i think you know man i I would love to see if he would have had a chance to get the rookie of the year if he had been fully healthy for the entire year um but man i mean they've got an impressive young core um they can keep these guys together and spend some money in the offseason yeah uh, to get that bullpen right and next couple of years are going to be good, but I'm excited yeah. for the rest of the playoffs. Uh, but it's to me, it's house money as a Rangers fan. I'll say it. So, well, and to the Rangers' credit too, they went and added at the deadline. I mean, 
the Montgomery yeah. acquisition was was massive, yeah, massive. No doubt. Um, no doubt. Get, like I don't think of any current pitcher in Major League Baseball right now. I don't think I'd pick anyone over Nathan Eovaldi in a postseason game. Like <laughs> that dude, give him the. They ball. gave up a run though. <laughs> give him the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's slacker. Like, give him the ball. He's going to go out there and shove. And he's going to leave yeah. it all out there. And he's gonna, not going to ever be rattled. Like, I will forever, ever remember that guy for the long relief appearance for the Red Sox in that marathon World Series game against the Dodgers. Like, like what he did that day was just, like, legendary status. So, like, when that guy's on the mound in the postseason – you have a chance to win. I think he lowered his postseason ERA to something like 2.0 or 2.2. Like the guy is a monster in the playoffs. But I just love Evan Carter because he is probably the best example of like scouting. Like, like that was a scouting victory for those guys because you know it's it's funny now you look back when he was drafted and like the guys doing the draft coverage didn't really know anything about him and he was picked 50th overall. Um, so, you know, as an observer that doesn't really know anything, you're probably thinking, Oh my God, what the Rangers just do? Why did they take this guy? That's not well, on these lists. Especially, especially because they had had some misses as of late where they went with these high upside projects for yeah. a while, but go on. Sorry. Yeah. And then like in Carter, like, it was the COVID year. So you didn't even really get to see him play very much his last year before he was drafted. So it's like, I'm always going to be rooting for that guy because I like, I can just imagine the pride that that scouting group has that like drafted and signed him because that was like, they beat people to get him, which doesn't really happen as much anymore with the internet and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but just a really cool, and he's from, uh, you know where he's from, right? Elizabethtown, uh, Elizabethtown, Tennessee. Who else is from there? Um, I don't know who else is. Is that that's not where Mac is from, is it? No, no. Well, I saw Joe Mauer play his first minor league game in Elizabethton uh, when we were up in Tennessee playing a tournament. So is that's that the my... Smokies, or is that where the Smokies are? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, but that that's my only knowledge of Elizabethton. So who So who Jason Witten, proud Elizabethton, Tennessee guy. And I know that because Mike Morell. Mike Morell. Yeah. He was also I knew that was there. coming. Yeah. 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 And like I was like, how are they how are this many like I actually need to text Mike and be like, hey, we gotta add Evan Carter to the Elizabethton list uh that you guys can claim. So just like a phenomenal player scouting story like it's it's awesome to watch evan carter right now and uh it's awesome to watch the rangers that series with the, the orioles is uh is gonna be a lot a lot of fun um i'm really looking forward to uh to that one but yeah you got the rangers going and unfortunately for me my pro baseball teams my nfl team uh my fancy teams kind of collapsed down the stretch as well so i am clean to Ooh. florida state and texas so before we get out of here, what's your prediction for Saturday? Man, are, I, are you going first? Are you going? And also, what is your prediction? 
we have soccer, so I'm not. But I think we're going to go to the fair tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, with a lot of little kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do not like how confident everybody on our side seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if the team hasn't bought into all that and they come out trying to prove something on paper. I think we should win by 17 to 24. Whoa. But that's on paper. Whoa. That let me let hold on. What paper me, though? Because I don't think the numbers, I don't think the numbers support that. Well, maybe you're maybe not your dark my advanced, basement my advanced numbers. <laughs> But like the the matchups of, well, I mean, like I, there's a lot of question of the true strength of schedule for OU thus far. Um, and I just think I think we match up against them well. Like you know that they run an offense that um, definitely preys on lesser talented teams, mm-hmm. and um, you know they played Cincinnati and only scored twenty points. Now. Yeah. I mean, you can throw all this stuff out the window because it's a rivalry game. And how many times have we seen, you know, the team that's not supposed to win, win? Mm-hmm. Um, so on paper, that's what yeah, I'm Yeah, ask Charlie Strong about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd rather not. Um, and I don't know. I think I'm going to say Texas wins 30s. Seven to twenty. Thirty-seven See, to twenty. I don't like that. Bert, Auburn better get back on track because if he doesn't, that's a problem. That's um, a good point. I, I and, but I, JT Sanders is playing. JT Sanders is. Do started. we know that so, for sure? Since we have been recording breaking news, okay. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian said that he is good to go. Okay. So. Yeah. Because. This morning, per, it sounded like that was sources, going to happen. Yeah, that was going to happen, but I didn't know if it was official, official. Um, yeah, kicker is always a sneaky oh, big deal hey, in this thing. Hey, hey. also, uh, breaking news, NCAA just reversed course and ruled in North Carolina receiver Tez Walker eligible. Wow. Good for Mac. Good for Mac. Yeah. Now, if they can go do it, that with Darnell says, Jackson at Florida State, I'll be, uh, I'll be in, happy tampered. In, in their statement, they cite new information and blame North Carolina for making them look bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's, okay, uh, time wow. time to go. Time yeah, to go. What's your so score? My, What's your my score? prediction. I think this is going to be a Texas comes out. They impose their will a little bit, and, but it's going to be a hold on to your butt second half because the team that's always losing in that stadium, they look up and they start playing with urgency and the team that's winning looks up and say, oh boy, let's just hold on. And it just ends up being wild down the stretch. So I think we're going to get a really, really good game, but I think Pete Kwiatkowski is going to get – I think there's going to be a couple of crucial interceptions they come up with um, that just help kind of seal the game or just create enough distance to where 
Texas is going to hold on to win. But I don't see this being a two-touchdown game either way. I think it is a very, very close game um, throughout much of the game. So we'll ultimately find out. I'm totally jealous because it looks like it's going to be like 72 degrees. And that place, when both fan bases think they're going to win, there is nothing else like it in college football. Nothing. Like the energy, the, the environment – the scenery, like there is nothing else like that nothing. stadium with both fan bases think they're going to win. I've, I've been to Auburn, Alabama, both places. I've been to multiple LSU games. Um, my cousin is a, went to Georgia and uh, is a diehard Georgia fan. And he will tell you that Texas, Oklahoma blows Georgia, Florida yep. out of the water. So nothing like it. Um, uh, yeah, I I have to agree. I mean, it's obviously a tad biased, but even the unbiased people tend to notice it as well. So, like, I mean, I've had people that have been to Michigan, Ohio State at both places that have been to that game that have said the same thing. So, it's a there's nothing like it. It's a special atmosphere, and um, I will have FOMO all day tomorrow. Um, yeah. As, so I as will say, life. there's there's been. There's been two games since 2000, since 2000, I believe, that I haven't been at. And we have won both of them. So okay. knock on wood. That's, okay. That works. Yeah. That works. All right. Well, that wraps us up for an extended Five Tool Podcast episode, episode 128, powered by Hitforth. Again, make sure you check those guys out. H-I-T. F-O-R-T-H dot com. Follow them on Twitter. Follow them on Instagram. I'm telling you, if you are a hitter in Central Texas, heck, even San Antonio, because that's close enough too, go check these guys out. It will change you as a player. It'll it'll just it, – it's results-based. It's the best you can find, and I, I cannot endorse them enough, enough, so go check that out. But – uh, for Drew, I'm Dustin. We hope you have a good rest of the week. Uh, hopefully our football teams put us in a good mood on Monday. And until we talk to you next time, take care.